Yo, 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 yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the smoking section with your host, Big Corpse, back again with some fire content and just some super hot conversation. Like, this episode is crazy. But first and foremost, I want to say I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you guys are safe and healthy during the COVID-19 experience pandemic. Um, This has been some crazy time, but uh, here in California where I live, we're slowly starting to open up. So hopefully things are getting better. Um, Second off, please go visit corpsecollection.com. That's K-O-R-P-S-X collection.com. Um, go buy a shirt, two shirts, a sweater, a sweater and a shirt, maybe some socks, who knows. Um, they're the sponsor of this podcast. It helps us keep the show going, helps me put food on the table. So please, please, please go support and all your love. Uh, it's not go unnoticed to everybody who's been out there, you know, doing some shopping online with us. Um, today's episode, I bring to you somebody who I truly look up to, not only for his authenticity, but the long history of hard work that he's put into the game. Um, he's a dancer, freestyler, choreographer, artist, MC. He is just an all-around creative, artistic man. Um, Channel Islands all-male alumni. He is the founder and director of Soul Fresh Dance Family. He's one of the co-founders of Welcome to the 805 Dance Showcase. He has won numerous competitions. He's performed on numerous TV shows. Um, one that most famously, I think, was uh, his performance with the Most Wanted Dance Crew. Uh, he has just been an inspiration to so many young people, so many young people from my area and people around the world. He is um, somebody who I can truly, truly say, say that like when he speaks, his truth really resonates. His truth really comes out with every word that comes out of his mouth. And um, it was just it was an awesome pleasure. Like when we first talked about him coming on the show, I was like, yo, you know, maybe 20, 25 minutes. And uh, we did close to an hour. Um, it was just good chopping it up, like having a chance to sit down and chop it up with him. Uh Every time I see him, you know, it's at a session or here and there and he's always busy or I'm busy and it felt good to have, you know, this time to sit down and really be able to ask him some questions that had been burning in my brain. Um, So without any without any more hesitation, please welcome the wonderful, powerful and amazing Ricky Cole. My man, Ricky Cole. Yeah, yeah. Let's crack it. <laughs> Let's go, man. Oh, I'm great, bro. I'm great. We moving out here. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I can't. I can't complain too much. You know, everybody's hot topic is is quarantine twenty. You know, twenty twenty. But I'm still working, so life is good, man. Hey, that's what's up, bro. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. You're yeah. right. What's been that? A, been a lot of this quarantine going on and adapting going on and <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I feel like that's been that's been the big thing is just knowing, you know, cuz especially us as dancers, we have to adapt, you know? So All facts. All yeah, facts. so 20, 2020 has just been adapting, you know, like oh, can't go to the restaurant, fuck it, going to cook at home, going to walk at the park, you know, do <laughs> do some simple stuff. All facts, bro. And so it's it's so crazy, weirdly thinking that. And I guess it's just adapting to this isolation feel. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Bro. So, wait, you said you're still working during this process, too, and you're still hitting the podcast. Yeah, dude, honestly, the the podcast has been, like, one of my bigger, like, creative focuses, you know? like Yeah. Because... Cause you know, you know, dude. Like nowadays, I always bump into you at sessions and shit. So it's yeah. like, I'm usually at the session, and so now that I don't have that feeling, it's like, okay, well, how can I be around people but not be around people at the same time? And so it's been the podcast, you know. Facts, bro. Facts, super facts. I didn't even look at it from that perspective, but that's super dope. I was- yeah, and uh, and with the podcast, I've been trying to, I've been trying to interview, you know, people like like yourself, people I really like look up to and maybe don't have chances to always just sit down and chop it up with. And so now I know everybody's free. So it's like, Hey dog, you know, you, you mind hopping on a little, a little phone call with me. <laughs> you know, what better time than now, bro. Thank you for, I appreciate that so much, dude. For real. Yeah. Of of course, of course, Ricky, man. And I'm, I'm really thankful that, you know, I'm, I was able to get you on the show because I know you are a busy man and you are a, you know, just a hardworking man. So really thank you for coming on, bro. Dude, thank you so much. And bro, literally likewise, your hustle inspires me. I've been listening to your podcast for a little while on the law. I was like, yo, this cat's pretty consistent right now. Like real talk. So I've just been supporting from a distance as much as I can, especially since I'm not in the ox. I don't see you as often, but seriously, bro, like Thanks for having me, and honestly, thanks for all these the, the words, bro. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank, like, and, and real talk, because it's like you know, to me, you know, and a lot of the, and you know, I want, I want to be able to give you a chance to kind of, you know, give your little background story and everything to everybody. But you know, everybody, everybody should know who Ricky Cole is. You know what I mean? Sorry. Uh, especially especially from the 805 area like everyone should know everyone should know who ricky cole is especially not only like the your own personal dance achievements that you've done but like things like that you and byron are doing with welcome to the 805 and everything you do with soul fresh like everyone should know your name man so real quick real quick for for everybody who don't know who you are give them your give them your spew real quick for everybody listening to the smoking section sheesh let's get it yo what's up y'all it's your boy the ricky cole aka rick rock um yeah born in clarksdale mississippi raised in the 805 moved to santa barbara then oxnard did a lot um yeah, but 805 is where it started, and I've been in L.A. for the past, like, 10 years just pursuing the career and the dreams and trying to just pass on some of the knowledge from uh, dance to hosting to just entertainment to just being a creative in its own to um, just vibing now, giving back as much as possible. But, yeah, I hope that was, like, a awesome. good kick open to this field, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's perfect, man. And like, you know, so there's there's a couple things, you know, that you even said right there that I kind of relate with, and I and it was one of the things I've really wanted to pick your brain about, dude. It's because, you know, I was born in Virginia, you know, I mean Fairfax, Virginia. My family moved here to California, uh-huh. and then I moved, I moved back to the East Coast, out in North Carolina, where I spent about you know eight nine years of my life. So. You know, I have this, you know, I feel like you have like this Southern hospitality feel to you whenever, whenever you're around people, but then you also have that LA 
West Coast vibe at the same time, too. You know what I mean? All facts. <laughs> All facts. I'm like, yo, you've definitely been there. You get it, get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I know what it's like getting up Sunday mornings, going to church, yeah. going home, having that big, you know, after church dinner. And it's like, it teaches a real, for me, you know, it, it taught a real importance of your, of your tribe. Yes. You know what I mean? Your family and the people you consider your family. Because, you know, over there in the South, everybody's a cousin. Yeah. You know, it could be your, your uncle's best friend, but he's yeah. a cousin because he's been around. <laughs> All facts. All facts, bro. But, no, like, definitely, bro. And I'm like, I don't know if it's been like that for you or not, but it's like, as as weird as it sounds, like I feel like when I was younger, I moved around a lot, like you said, like from the south to out here, and then like I said, I was Santa Barbara, and then I settled in Oxnard for a good chunk of my time, and then of course spent some time in LA. But it's like just all that move around when as a kid, I was like a little upset because it's like all your homies, like you feel like oh, I got to move away from my friends and stuff. But then low key as an adult, I realized I was like it was a benefit in disguise. Like I got to meet so many different people and so many different cultures that made me more like understanding the things, I guess. But I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know how I would have got that experience without having to go through just sort of being able to be in the South around the fam like that and understand that type of experience. And then also being able to be out here and even like, let alone like from Channel Islands High School, like I was on, I was on Channel Islands All Male and like on Pac Modern, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's like, (laughs) as a black man, like being on a, like a Filipino American, like, like, club at a school and dancing for these companies and being around just different culture bro like it opened my mind like culturally which is something i'm just like would have never thought or understood and like didn't understand until i actually went through it but um bro like it's been a beautiful and blessing like journey yeah and i and you know what bro a lot of that i do i do vibe with because it's like living in the south you know especially where i'm from and I know in some places like Mississippi, you know, Atlanta, Florida, some of these, especially in some of the rural areas, none of these people leave their county. Bro. They never leave their, they never leave city you line. Dig? Yeah. And here, you know, like, let's say LA, Oxnard's a little different, but let's say LA, right? You can go 20 minutes, you're in Hollywood, you go another 20 minutes this way and you're in a whole nother area. You go 20 minutes that way, you're in a whole nother area. 45 minutes, you're in Carson, Inglewood area. And it's like, holy smokes dude and where i'm from it's a 20 minute fucking ride to the nearest walmart you know what i mean facts so it definitely and you know ci alumni as well so when i moved here it's like oh man this is dancing like this is crazy and and you guys are all filipino like what what is what's going on bro i didn't even like you were cold i never knew a filipino (laughs) (laughs) i had never met a filipino man in my life like it was like oh snap so you know, they taught me about, you know, auntie, you know, you call aunties yep. aunties and everyone's your uncle. And, you know, you, you, you know, I, I learned you eat rice with a spoon or, you know, it's like, oh, snap, I just ate it with a fork. Like, I don't know. It was it was so much cultural and it was so much just like it was almost like bombarding me with just all this information. Like, oh, right? snap. Oh, snap. To go so, from a different side. You learn a lot, though. Yo, <laughs> so relatable. I feel you on that, bro. But like it, it's yeah. I feel like it's 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 been such a a dope crazy journey. Like, um, like I don't know about for you. Like example, like this is a good question I had for you, honestly. Um, 
how did you get started with your podcast stuff? Because it's like similar to me. I know you do a lot of different things. Like you, you got, you know, what I mean, from like you said, from dancing to being a father to like you have a whole bunch of different things on your plate. But I'm like, what actually pulled you into that direction? Because I, I see it's something that you're definitely passionate about, and you know what I mean. Uh, bro, honestly, like, and I feel like, dude, honestly, Ricky, I feel like you would be amazing at podcasts. Um, I started off, uh, I just started off watching a bunch of YouTube videos of, you know, inspirational speakers, the Tony Robbins, Jordan B. Peterson, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, cause I was, I was in a point, you know, where you, you know, that feeling where you're just spread thin, you're just spread way, way too thin. And I was like, okay, you know, let me step back and let me just consume some information here. You know, it's like. It's like those moments when, oh, my bad, Ricky. Uh, I damn near oh, dropped my got, phone. Yeah, yeah, I damn near <laughs> dropped my phone. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but, so it's like that moment where you're in the lab and you got everything going and you're just dishing out everything you got and you just got to. You got to sit down. You, you got to sit down and, and watch your homies. You got to sit down and watch. Yeah watch somebody who you either are inspired by or you look up to just to get that, you know? So I went through that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and bro, honestly, I use this app called anchor shout out anchor. Um, and it allows me to record from my phone. Um, no special equipment, you know, no, I mean like even right now we're recording from the phones, um, like pretty much like a phone call. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And they distribute it to Spotify for you. They distribute it to Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, they do all that for you, man. And uh, I just felt like at this point now, I just have a lot to say, you know, and I've had the pleasure of being amongst company like you, learning under Byron, Farside, uh, Dread, ah. Baby Eyes, you know, and it's like, I I just want to speak the stories that I've learned and then talk to some cool ass people and let them tell their stories like you, baby striker, um, everybody, man. And just, you know, I just like talking, honestly. So that's what's that, up, that bro. Birthed it. <laughs> that's what's up for real. Like I always, like, I always wonder people's why at times, cause it just makes the story more interesting especially when it's something that's already dope. So that's good to hear, dude. I never asked you straight up. So tight. Yeah. So. And that was, and that was one thing I wanted to ask you too, bro. So I like, you know, traveling a lot. And cause I know, I know it from experience, you know, and especially when you start getting bombarded with, you know, culture from this and culture from that, and you're kind of picking up from these group of friends and then you have to move and go to a different group of friends. So there's a lot of different interests that kind of, that kind of seep their way in, to our minds and so what was it for you that made you latch on to dancing like what was it that said ricky this is what you got right here sheesh um thing that got me with dancing honestly um when i was in santa barbara right before i moved to oxnard i was like in junior high like maybe seventh grade sixth grade but i went to a, a like a dance for the school and my next door neighbor was a popper and this fool was like nasty nasty shout out to memo this cat, um, mm. he basically was a popper, went to a dance, and he was a homie. He was, like, the big homie. He was, like, a couple, a year or so older than me. 
but I don't have any brothers. So he was low key like a brother in my life. But I went to a dance, saw this, this dude get off. He was just battling people in a circle. I literally remember the moment, like walking up to the cypher, not knowing what a cypher technically was at the time. You know what I mean? But just being mm-hmm. hyped by the energy. And so for me, I'm like, yo, peeping it out. And I see the homie in the circle, just like roasting homies, just battling, getting off. And in my head, like, as soon as I saw that energy of the cypher and saw what was going on and how people were supporting each other, they were just giving energy. I was like, yo, this is where I need to be. Like, before that, it was all sports. It was just basketball. Like, you know what I mean? I was just, I thought I was going to, like, for me, I was like, I'm getting a, a, like, sponsor. Like, I'm getting, I'm going to college through basketball. Like, this is all my life is. But as soon as I saw the cypher, I don't know what it was, but it clicked, bro. Like, something in me was like, yeah, I need to, I need to be a part of this, whatever this is. And then from there, it literally was like, I, like, he taught me maybe, like, a little bit of popping and a six-step. I moved to Oxnard, and literally, like, the rest is history. I just started breaking for, like, two years. And I got, like, fell in love with breaking, like, just learning, like, pushing myself to new levels, like, creating stuff. Like, and it was just me and a few homies in Oxnard in my front yard on some cardboard, like, in my garage, like, going to the park, rolling out some cardboard. Like, it was OG, like, for two years. And after that, like, one of the homies I break with was on Channel Islands All Male. And he came over, he was like, yo, Brody, like, you got a lot of tricks. If you could help us and teach us, we can teach you choreo. And at the time, breaking and choreo didn't go together. So I was sort of like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, nah, I'm going to just battle. I'm at the cyphers. So, but they were just like, well, come to one one competition. And if you don't like it, you don't got to do it. And I was like, you sort of made it pretty. Like, I was like, that seems fair. You know, I'll just go to a competition, whatever. And in my head, I didn't even know there was a scene. I didn't know there was a circuit, like. I didn't know there were competitions. I thought it was just sort of like they did it at pep rallies and it was some part of the school. But yeah, I went to a competition. It was like, I think it might've been in like Glendale. It was, it was one of the competitions out in LA area. So I was already like, we're traveling a little bit. Okay. Got to meet a whole bunch of people. They were like, it's going to be a gym full of mainly shorties. There's a couple guy teams. And at the end, <laughs> in battle. And I was like, you said more than enough for me, B. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. Go to this competition, seeing it packed. The energy's crazy. And then I see a couple teams get off to have some guys, some all male teams from all over the place. And there was some B boys on the teams. Like at the end of the comp, like while well, everyone's congratulating, all the the few guy teams are in the corner in a cipher just battling. And in my head, I was like, I get to battle people from all over Cali. I don't know them, and I got a squad with me. And this energy's hype. There's shorties everywhere. I was like, I'm sold. And it's like, literally yeah. from that day, like, it was crazy, bro. Like, the journey is, like, another, like, crazy story of its own. But, like, from that moment, like, it was, an, like, I joined the team for All Male. Like, we were undefeated that season. Like, I learned a different sense of brotherhood. Like, it was crazy, bro. I learned so much through dance just, like, through having fun. And that, like, that clicked from that moment on. It was just, like, me working hard for something I'm having fun at. And then I just kept getting rewarded with dope opportunities, meeting dope people. It was a wrap. <laughs> Dude, that's that's so like and it's it's so inspiring just to even hear that because it's like for me, you know, when I when I hear you talk about it, it's like, you know, the cardboard box. Like a lot of Bruh. kids these days, and I say kids because you know, they're like 17, 18, but they're young, really young adults, and it's like Dude, you have no clue how far dance has come for you. Like, there, there's people busting their knees on cardboard for you, so you can dance in a studio. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. Bruh. So, it was. What do you like? What do you consider like? What do you consider though? Like, 
maybe as far as like you're breaking, like what do you think would be one of the important parts for kids these days to like understand, man? Because when I tell people about you, I'm like, oh, do y'all know about Ricky Cole? Like some of the kids from HTL, I'm like, oh, y'all know about Ricky Cole? And if they don't, I'm like, yo, he's an OG from around here. Like he's a cardboard dancer. Like he, he, he was breaking on cardboard. Like y'all see that in the movies, these old school, quote unquote, old school movies. But that's what he was really doing. So like for, so for you, what do you think, what do you think is the importance of that for kids to understand? Like, like, how do you, how do you think it should be valued? The importance of that aspect of like just starting from there or just in general with like, hmm. Yeah, like, like, well, a little bit of both, because, because for me, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I know, and I know probably for you, too, it's like, I, I hold history mm. and the cultural history very highly yes. in, in, in a level of understanding, yes. you know? Yeah, okay, Um. like, I, I've had a conversation with my roommate about this, because, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about this a little later, but yeah, like, my roommate's a crumper, like, one of the first Latin crumpers, but just hearing history from his perspective through that world almost put me in this kind of perspective as well. But I was like, when we started, we didn't really have, like, there was no YouTube. Like, if you wanted to sort mm-hmm. of, like, if you wanted to get ideas or be able to be taught in that kind of way, you either had to go find big homies in the neighborhood that were willing to teach you and put you on, or you literally were going and buying, like, a VHS tape, like a DVD, and, like, watching a DVD and just learning through watching something. You know what I mean? But it was... Back in that, and that's just like what everyone before me, in a sense, was doing. Like they were part of crews, and the whole aspect of being in a crew was a different vibe. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was crazy back mm-hmm. then. But in general, I feel like starting that way, it taught me that like I didn't need to have like excuses aside. I didn't need to have a studio. I didn't need to like it wasn't like oh I don't have the money for this. There was a reason why I wasn't like pulling up. It was like no, like by any means, if we need to go get some cardboard so we're not on the cement cool if we can get down right here and it's safe enough for us to get down we were on some in at times you know what i mean we're learning flips in the grass Mm -hmm. like it was just like we were that determined and we were that hype off of it and honestly i think we were just that inspired by a lot of the guys who came before us and that's given a thousand like a lot of the ogs before me like they like there was no like you know what i mean anything to that and even when i like started with breaking it was started like that and when we got to i looked at it as training almost like training with ankle weights on it was like if i can get down on this terrain right here whatever this gravel is and it's not even the best then imagine when i'm on some floor that's like fire that when i'm in the gym like you know what i mean yeah and it almost was like a little determination sort of like and even for me another sidebar thing was like weirdly but like i started out as a power head and breaking so i was doing flares like crazy like just anything power related like flips all that good stuff that's just initially how i got started so then it was like if I'm on cement a lot of the time or whatnot, or I'm on like the street, I'm like, I can get injured straight up. <laughs> like I got to play ball too at the yeah. same time. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to get injured. I don't want to get taken out and be like hurt or anything. So I got to really either one, go for it and figure it out. Or two, I got to take my time and really just like work at it. You know what I mean? But it taught me another sense of work ethic, honestly, like it toughened me. And then later on, when I got to like the, the, the places I really wanted to be, or I'm in a lot of spaces I'm at, the stress and all that good stuff like this training prepared me so much bro like it was crazy but i feel like culturally it started that way like even when i was out in like 
um like when i was going to china island and we were like breaking like we were going at any means to just to go to any jam possible just to see some of these cats in person like you know what i mean just to vibe just to yeah. like catch a glimpse of like like different approaches because and also to see the level like the way i got in it it was almost like the battle aspect was for testing my personal level. Like I could respect you completely and be like, you're ill in my eyes. And I think you're dope in this sense. And we have some similarities here. I want to test my strength against you because I respect you. And I want to see even just where I stand. Even if I lose a battle, like I was like, I want to battle because I just want to push myself. And you're a dope person that I don't know that could push me. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. from that aspect, I feel like my whole crew, we were out like, we were going like driving to Santa Monica. We were going to third street promenade back then in high school, just like, like doing the hit sessions. Like, you know what I mean? On the concrete out there and like learning from those homies, like making friends with those people, going to jams randomly driving now to like Santa Barbara to go to battles, like to LA to go to random battles. But like that little portion right there, like we were just absorbing so much stuff. And then even like, there was times where like, I remember we went to Wainimi's homecoming at one point and we battled their B-boys. Yeah, that Ooh. was crazy. <laughs> Yo, shout out to all the homies back back in the day holding it down. FDK crew, bro. Oh shoot. But yeah, that was wild too, bro. Like random moments like that. But it was more about like less since there wasn't any posting, it was like you had to be seen. And mm -hmm. I went to a mini jams where I got smoked, bro. Like as a kid, just being excited, jumping in there, just like, yo, like let's get it popping. The OGs didn't show me no, like, no mercy. They were like, This is where your bar is, bro. Get up. <laughs> Get up. I was like, yo, okay. Yeah. This next time when I see him, it's, it's all, baby. But yo, bro, the lifestyle was, it's a different thing of its own. Like, but I love it. That's what got me started. <laughs> I know you have a piece of that lifestyle within like the crump aspect for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I, I try to tell, I try to, I really try to explain. So now I know. You know, I've gotten older and stuff, and now, like, all these new heads are really, well, I don't want to say new, but these young cats are really starting to flourish, yeah. like, you know, and it's just like, yo, dog, like, just, like, now you're at a certain point, understand your history, understand where this all came from, like, you know, because you stand on a certain platform now, and now people expect something out mm -hmm. of you, like, these these might be questions, you know, like, I ask you about culture, and you can just boom start rattling some stuff off like bam bam because you're you're so entrenched but some of these cats it's like hey well do you know the culture behind 805 dancing and they're just kind of uh all right well i don't know it's like well you should probably know dog because somebody might ask you this question who might not be so nice about it you know uh and like so like you know this is this has been the one and i, I hope i hope maybe you might vibe with this is I tell people like understanding culture is like understanding the levels of like choreography. Like you can learn choreography and then you start making choreography and then you start actually creating a piece where it has visuals, effects and layers and transitions in and off right. the stage. And, th and then you build a routine and then it's like, now you have the whole culture inside of you now like you know just like freestyling you learn how to freestyle yep. you pick up a style you start battling you lose a grip and then Back. you start winning a grip and then now you have this camaraderie of people and yeah. knowledge you know what i mean yes bro i agree completely <laughs> she man like, i feel man. like and I, I think i was talking to oh that's who i was talking to about this 
I was talking to shout out to Melvin Tim Tim from S Rank, the homie. This fool, hey. I was talking to him. Uh, I've known this cat for a long, long time, just from workshops and random stuff before that. And even when I met him, he was a b boy doing choreo, also. So it was like a cool little thing. But we were talking one day just about choreographing too, and we were just saying like, like just ways we like to choreograph or things that we do. And he was saying that too. He was like. I think some of it, he's like, I like to co- like choreograph around my, my homies, like around some of my close friends. And I was like, facts, me too. I like your energy that you're around sometimes helps, or I like to either be by myself and do it. But he was like, honestly, it, it comes easier to me too. And I was like, we were like, both just come to the, like, like understanding that like culturally, some of the movement we see makes sense to us or fits to some of us because we understand like, the demeanor of where it came from or like even if it's just as uh, like an example when you see someone from like if you see a bay area dancer who understands and actually goes to parties and sees people doing some of these dances like in its natural form when they mimic it it's because they lived around it in a sense like it almost has a different essence to it or if you're just a dancer in general who's seen enough of it or been around enough of it to be culturally understood of, of like what's going on it hits different but when and same thing mm-hmm. like for any other style like if it be crump if it's a crumper who really doesn't understand where like you know what i mean like either terminology if they don't understand where the movement's coming from where the energy's coming from like it's a it's a it's a different perspective like you can tell same thing with b-boys off the of top rock alone you can see somebody and within the first five seconds be like oh this guy's seasoned like he understands something or it could be like either he's like a powerhead or he doesn't like you can already have a, a sense but it, i feel like it's related to what you're saying culture like i don't know if it's just from being engulfed in like you said battling and and learning enough through the battles and seeing enough through that you know what i mean but i definitely feel like it affects you as like it affects you with whatever style you're pursuing for sure mm-hmm. sheesh damn bro I know, man. And that's why I'm so glad I, I really knew that, you know, you have such a you have such a long history, you know, not only in dance, but in all these different little aspects, bro. And I was like, you know what? I got to get Ricky on here. I want to hear his insights because I just know that you got value in your brain, man. Value bro, in your brain. appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Likewise, bro. Hey, this dude. is another like this makes this kind of stuff fun for me. I love having conversation as well with with people who have this kind of stuff and who have dope perspective and who have been engulfed in culture in general, bro. So I appreciate this time. <laughs> it's a hey man, and 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 a big a big thing I wanted because this was a huge inspiration for me. And I feel like especially for a lot of kids during that 2011, 2000 and like 13, 14-ish, people really got exposed to who you are. And it's something I wanted to ask you about, bro. But what was it like when you joined Most Wanted, bro? Like, I feel like that era, especially in Oxnard, had fucking dance. Dance was yeah. jumping. It was like, yo, you see Ricky Cole on Most Wanted? Like, yo, he's crazy. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what was that whole experience bro, like? Bro, the man? experience was crazy. Like, top to bottom. Like, just alone for the sake of me to be like, like a dancer coming out for me it was like a dancer that left ox or like started dancing the 805 to be in la and pursuing certain things and just like you know i mean 
one, trying to rep for the city, rep for like my culture, two, trying to just like accomplish some dreams and goals of my own. And like three, even open up doors just to like, and even get knowledge that I could pass on to get people to the next level. But like making onto that show, crazy. Like making onto that crew was already like, what? And I partially knew a lot of the guys individually, but we had never, I'd never worked or danced with half of them. There's a few of them, just random things. A lot of them I battled, <laughs> but I never did the choreo, so it was crazy. <laughs> so, but yeah, bro, like that was crazy. It was sort of like getting put on a dream team at the time. And they were like, we want you to be low key. Like everyone had a different vibe. Everyone had a different background. Like we all came from different cultures, like different communities within dance, but we were just like initially. And then this goes back to the story. Like it was initially supposed to be the most wanted crew. It was supposed to be just a workshop for world of dance. And it was supposed mm. to be the most wanted choreographers. They were taking like an Ian Eastwood for the people. And this Ian wasn't even a part of this at the time. It was just seven of us, but they took us from different cultures, put us together. We were going to just do a workshop like that. People saw the flyer and thought it was a crew and went crazy. And then we sort of were like, yo, like, this is wild. Like, should, should we just do a performance? We're already going to be there. And it was like, I'm down. Everyone was like, I'm down, I'm down. And we we're like, sure, why not? Let's just get off. And literally like from there it was like that wad or we were preparing for that wad. And then ABDC popped up first year. We auditioned and didn't get it. But that audition literally was our first time ever dancing together, like in front of people. Then maybe a week later, um, went to World of Dance Ooh. and then everything was like a completely crazy story. Getting on the show, that whole process, we were like quarantined and like weirdly we were quarantined in the hotel for like three months. Couldn't leave. Like, if you left, you had to ask for permission and someone had to take you. So it was, like, a weird time with those shows in general. But, like, being sort of secluded at the time and then also having my family, all of my friends, like, everyone from the Ox see me on the show. And, like, it was like, dude, this is wild. Like, dancers for people from the city, just for, like, myself. But, bro, um, sheesh. That's, like, that already has, like, so much stuff in that journey. But I'm, like... I really feel like being on that show was like a really huge, like, I guess you say like milestone in my like career in a sense. Like, I guess it was the first mm -hmm. televised reality show, first, second reality show I've been on. I was on America's Got Talent, right? Like before that, a couple years before that with Six Step. But dude, that was on another level. Like traveling, I never traveled that much in my life at that time. Um, just being around those guys, they're all kings from different, like all my brothers were like, kings in their own area and in their own ways in different different lanes and honestly i learned so much from being open, like able to just be around to hear these hear how these guys think to create in a room with them bro like craziness like <laughs> on training and then too there's times where like during like rehearsals or stuff like that like like i'm a b-boy initially and came into choreo a little bit later so me having to hold my own choreo next to some of these guys or just even be able to like pick up as quickly or around the time that they're picking up bro it it put pressure on me to grow like you know what i mean what pressure how you make them diamonds so yeah that pressure was what literally cooked me into that like into the the dancer i upgraded to at that time but yo that was a crazy yo B, that was that to me you know and this is no this is no shots at no teams no nobody you know what i mean but most wanted to this day is the dream team 
of you know Michael Jordan and all those guys like that that squad is probably the baddest rawest and just most versatile team I think ever formulated in 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 my my dance Ooh. my dance life Bro. like you, Brian Puspos, June Kamado, Lando Wilkins. I love Lando, dude. I am a Likewise. huge fan of Lando. And then you add in, you add in, bam, you add in fucking John Haw, JP, you got fucking, and then Ian Eastwood got announced. I was yeah. like, yo, this is too much. Like, this is, this is too much, bro. This, because he was the young buck who is my age. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? He's on this team? Like, this is crazy. Let me get in the lab. Bro. Like, I need to get and in the lab. And he was a cherry on top. It already felt like it was crazy crew, but then, like, you add him, like, it solidified and, and and it rounded us to another, like, another level of being a squad, bro. Like, and he was honestly, he was the little brother who was always around during that time. Like, he was already, as a, a kid your age, was traveling with Brian like doing his own thing but he was just best friends with mm-hmm. the homie you know what i mean and with june at the time and like he would see all of us at different situations because he was already doing his own thing and we sort of were just like homies in his life in different ways but like yeah it, it made it made complete sense when they pitched it we were like and we were, we were getting onto the show they were like we, is this the time and we i think we performed with him once as like a special guest or so like that but bro like we knew it made too much sense when there was the option to do it i was like yo let's like <laughs> if we thought we were crazy before <laughs> yeah lit now oh my god i gave it and that honestly gave us the young yeah edge. i remember we had a lot of cats who had been seasoned in the game and he was a seasoned young guy like weirdly like you're young but mm-hmm. seasoned like hey his prodigies out here like you said this new generation <laughs> on another level yeah yeah, man, and you know, for for me too, like it was crazy because it was like I remember hearing the announcement, like "Yo, Most Wanted's going to be announcing a new member," and I just remember like staring at YouTube, like, "Okay, who's this new person? Who's this new person? Who's it?" Like in just like that anticipation, that waiting, and it's like also during that time, you know, that was also during a time where everybody was dropping yeah. concept videos. It yep. felt like once a yep. month, you know, and so so how do you think like so or if anything what do you think has been like one of the greatest changes for dance because you know you also went from an era where there was no youtube you you went from an era where it was vhs i heard when you said that i was like damn he said vhs so there was vhs there was you know you had to do the dvds you had to get you know now, now you have youtube which has turned into this powerhouse of information and what has been you know so from point a to now point b what do you think has been one of the coolest changes to happen for these young um, dancers coming up as weird as it sounds hmm that's hard i feel like there's a couple good good changes like one like people can actually like there are a lot of dancers out here like making a good living off of dance like there's some dancers who only dance like that is their job and it's possible there's a lot of different ways to go about it obviously and honestly i think that's where like your integrity that's where like your vision like where your direction comes in like because some people have the opportunity but it just comes down to what they actually really like you know i mean it comes down to a little bit more than just the dance but the business aspect to it like 
it's on another level now. There's some dancers doing and making more than we've ever seen them make and do. So it's like, and there's also a lot of dancers who are becoming like I like, like well-known figures that came from the dance world and community. Like even from people like weirdly to say like, uh, like Phil Wright getting like stuff with Disney, like you know what I mean, and getting dance shows a little bit like. These are once again just mm-hmm. ways to open up more doors to get us like b boys into like the Olympics now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's another crazy thing. Like, but it's just mm-hmm. like once again, I think dance has always been the back on the back burner and been the backup dancers and been known as it in that sense and sort of like not as an artist on their own, but it's carving new paths, it's carving new lanes. It's different, <laughs> especially seeing the process of everything it's been through. It's definitely different, but. Yo, I think it's good in a lot of ways. I'm seeing it doing a lot of really, really good things for a lot of young kids, like a lot of dancers in general and their families. So, like, I can't be mad at it. You know what I mean? It's once again, now she's finding our ways to adapt Mm -hmm. to it or our ways to pivot in these situations and finding ways to make it you within what you're doing in this world. And that's another reason I feel like even situations like what you're doing right now with podcasting, with just, like, other people doing through dance, like, like I feel like I like it's a good thing to push for everyone to still keep creating in your own lanes. It's hard. It's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's well worth it because there's so many other people that are coming up that could benefit from, like, if that door was even open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, and one thing that I was really thankful for, and you know, me and him talk about it because you know I'm I'm under yeah. I'm under Beast now, um, and you know, that's that over time, he's grown to really be my big bro, man. And um, I had him on the podcast, dude. And then two days later, he hits me up. He goes, hey, man, uh, how'd you start your podcast? I go, why? I go, why? What's up? He goes, I, well, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, boom, here you go. Bang, bang, bang. I gave him the instructions. And I feel like, you know, that is that's one thing I love about dancers is there's that camaraderie of if somebody yeah. needs to get labbed up on something, we're more than willing to help. We're more than eager Yo, to help. You know what I mean? One of my homies used to always say this to me. Yeah. Shout out to Mookie, Jeremy Washington, the homie, my big brother. Um, he used to always say, each one teach one, bro, all the time. Like, that is so, like, yes. like, exactly what you described, bro. Each one teach one. Like, that's so dope that you even were able to put the big homie on in that way. And that's, that. to be honest with you, I think that's something really huge right now that's, that's helping some people flourish to another level. Like even crew wise, family wise, homie wise, like, like it's like a ladder game, especially like when I used to train, like for just b-boying with my crew, it was like, if I can teach you things that I could do and you can add something to it that I don't do and I can learn from it, then you're helping me get to a level that I can't do on my own, bro. Like, you know what I mean? But it also takes that little bit of being able to give and to help others around you grow. Because even in the sense of like, even if I do give a lot of this knowledge away and it makes someone spark an idea that I would have never came up with, that idea might inspire me to go to the next level. You know what I mean? That might give me the energy I need in that moment right there. Like through something I like, and it's not something that you're expecting to come back, but it's something that comes back in such a, in a, in a different way. You know what I mean? And yo, yes, sir. straight up, yes, bro, like um, a lot of people have been hitting me up about that too, like randomly, like about podcasts, podcasts. And I was sort of like, I didn't really know much about it. So it's a little bit more intimidated initially. Um, yeah. And I was writing stuff for like some shows, like just creating shows on my own as a host. So I was writing little different things. But yeah, recently, a lot of people were approaching me about that podcast life. And you already said 
a couple of things already when you were just talking about that, that already opened my mind to some different outlets. So I was like, okay, bro, appreciate that, bro. I appreciate the gems you're dropping right here. <laughs> literally, like, literally, I've been tuning in a couple different episodes <laughs> randomly. And I'm like, yo, bro, you're dropping some gems. Like, that's why I was like, yo, I need to definitely share this with some homies <laughs> that I know that either follow me or that know me because I know a lot of friends who could uh, definitely benefit from this because sheesh. And thank you, bro. And, you know, especially this past this past year, I've, I've really kind of tried to take it a lot more seriously. And because I just feel like I have so much, so much information gathered from such wise people, like I was saying earlier, from people just being in their presence, you, Byron, Tide Eyes, Miho, you know, Outrage, Farside, Crystal, all these people, all these people that I've gotten to meet, you know, my mom, Max, shit, my mom's on one of the wisest people I know, like, the queen's and always going to bless you. You know, mama Come always on. knows, man. <laughs> so it's like, if I, I and, and this is, this has been my thing. This has been my thing. And I feel like most of us dancers resonate with this is that if we don't share our gift, then we're doing a disservice for the yes. person who presented yep. it to us. You know what I mean? And it's like, this gift that I have is just knowledge received through friendship of another person you know or passing by or you know i'm sitting down listening to a church service or i'm listening to a spiritual podcast or i'm listening to joe rogan or i'm listening to this or that and it's like okay i have this information gathered and there's people who take their time you know who invested two minutes of their life into me so let me invest 20 minutes of my life into somebody else wow. and pay this shit forward That's you know well what said, i mean bro well said hey Hey, bro, and I know if you start a podcast, I know one thing, I'm going to subscribe, but I know, dude, you, you would be an amazing podcast I'm, host, bro. I'm working I, on I, it I as we speak, literally, like, I'm working on it, bro. So, and initially, <laughs> it was just supposed to be a show, but with the pandemic going on, so I don't have to delay too much longer, I'm definitely going to be dropping some stuff, like, very, very soon, within the, like, definitely within this next month, we'll have some content up, but hopefully we get back to this whole quarantine the rona leaving pretty soon so that we can get some live action and meet up with some people but <laughs> we definitely need to do a switch bro i definitely love to pick your brain as well oh hell yeah bro and and anytime I'm, i'll always be down rick I'll i appreciate down, that bro. Much to the fullest you, to the max Jeez. hey and listen listen we're we I don't want to hold you up much longer, so we're kind of we are kind of rolling up here to the end. Um, season two, though, bro, of this of this season of the smoking section, I've been trying to at least ask one question along the line of you know emotional, mental, spiritual, yes. you know, economic health. So, do you have a gem regarding something of that nature? And it can be anything, man. Whether it's your mental space your emotional space, you know, or your friendship space, whatever it is. What's, what's um, Ricky's gym, gym for, for that episode? space? Sheesh. Uh, I guess a good gym or something I've been just working on myself and just putting a little bit more time to now that we have time to ourselves during this quarantine. Um, just um, being a little bit more conscious with like my energy tank, you know what I mean? And refueling my tank. I think I even heard you say something about this recently. Mm. You said it in different wording, but like, just putting gas in your tank, bro, and protecting your energy. And 
whether it be finding different resources mm-hmm. and ways right now, since you have a little bit more time, like whether it be going back to some nostalgic ways that you used to do things to just relieve your energy, like therapeutic things that you could do on the sidebar, but it's just taking the time to really, really pay attention to it. And, um, and actually giving yourself that time to like, make sure your tank is full, bro. Like once again, like, especially my people out there doing a lot of different things at the same time, whether it be school and other things, whether it be jobs and multiple different sources, like same time, a lot of that stuff takes it like energy away from you. And especially during times like this, I'm the type of person that's very connected through like, like I, I vibe off energy, whether it be hosting, whether it be dancing and vibing off your energy. So when you're alone right now through this good chunk of time or spending more time than you used to alone, be aware of like your energy, you know what I mean? And you might have to refill your tank in different ways because you're in a different situation. But that consciousness right there, I think helps keep you in a balanced place when you can be. But for the most part, watch that tank, bro. That's what it is. Energy tank. Oh man, Rick, bro, Ricky, we got to do this again. I know I said like thirty minutes, Fast, dude, we, we closed down <laughs> almost an hour, bro. And but it, it was worth it. Bro. It was it. an no, awesome we definitely gotta do conversation again, to like have I with said, you, man. I got podcast stuff coming soon, so the show. I got some shows that I'm working on, but with this show, they have a podcast version of one of them, and I definitely need to get you on there. So we should. We'll talk soon, bro. We'll talk after this. All right, yeah, man. I'll I'll send you a message right now, man, and I'll give you I'll give you all the anchor information, how to get that set up, dude. So if you want to use that platform, it's super easy, super user friendly, man. And 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 Ricky, dude, bro, again, thank bro, you for thank you me. again for coming it. on the show. Yo, much bro. love to everybody in eight hundred five. I love you guys. Appreciate y'all. All right, smoking section. We're out of here. Go follow the Ricky Cole uh, on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. All that stuff. He's an amazing man, amazing person. He's Let's going get to keep it. You're so fresh. Michelle, have a great one, right, bro. Appreciate you. I'll holler at you, brother.